What's up, guys? Welcome back to Drunk Boy's Basement, where drunk conversations happen. It's a special treat because Tristan's actually here this time. Hello. And not James. Thank God. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's going to listen and be like, why, why would you say that? The one episode. He's just like, all right, all right. All right. What's all right. going on this week? Anybody? What's going on? I John? feel like we haven't heard from Tristan in a while. He has to give us an update. Tristan, what's going on? So works had mandatory overtime, and so last Monday and Tuesday I stayed till two a.m. <clears throat> at work. And what time do you go into work? Three thirty p.m. Okay. So what was really odd was by the end of the week. So we the reason we had to work overtime was because of just su- such a backlog backlog of studies that we had to work on. And by the weekend we had cleared it all out, and they're like, "Well, we can't really retract our mandatory overtime statement." So we had set some stuff aside for me to do on the weekend, and I come in Sunday night to, you know, put in the other four hours of overtime. And someone had already done all the work, so I literally walked in, clocked in, looked at the stacker of studies for me to work on, seeing it completely empty, clocked out, went home. And Monday I go in, and the lab manager's like, well, since you were here, we have to pay you for two hours of work, even though, like, you didn't do anything. And they're like, but, like, whatever. Please don't ever do that again. (laughs) (laughs) And then this week, I told them, they're like, like, we need mandatory overtime. I said, I can't give up any more time on my weekends. I'm just too busy. I'm willing to do it during the week. And he said, well, because you volunteered so many times over the the last few months to come in on the weekends and do things to help us out, like, we're going to let it slide. Like, don't worry about it. And then... Yesterday, there wasn't any work for me to do. I finished about 7.30 p.m., and I was just like, hey, I'm going to go home. I'm going to use some PTO. No reason for me to sit here for four hours. And they're like, cool, awesome. And then today, uh, they're like, hey, like, you don't have to do overtime, but if you like wanted to come in Sunday night you know, and pull the study out that has to come out at night, we would really appreciate that. And I said, well, I don't want any overtime, so if you let me leave four hours early... I'll go put in four hours on Sunday. And he said, okay. I looked at the study that I have to pull out Sunday and I have to have an audit done at a certain phase. So I can only do about 40 minutes of testing. So I'm going to go in on Sunday, work for about 40 minutes and then get paid for two hours and go home. (laughs) Sounds like a good uh, gig. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? They were like, "Eh, you know, we're okay with that because you know, it is what it is, but we have to get these things moving. Well, at least there's no errors now. Not yet. Yeah. He hasn't had any work to do, so he doesn't have any errors yet. Yeah, I can't make any accidents. No, I actually... Any boo-boos? I have, no yeah, so boo-boos. I had that one week back in September where I had six deviations in one week. Like, company record. Not a good record, but a record. Company record of six uh-ohs. <laughs> six six fucky-wuckies. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, and I just told him, I was like, it was such a one-off thing. Like, it will not happen again. I have literally had <clears throat> zero close calls on deviations from a study. I'm in the clear. But at my job, so we have, there's 17 departments. And so the way to think about it is you have routine testing. You have validation testing, so which are, like, product coming to market. Routine testing would be like drug products that have to have quarterly audits to make sure that the drug is at the right dosage and, you know, uh, everything's followed to recipe. 
So that's like routine testing, and then there's validation testing, and then there's everything else, HR, mm. our digital imaging, uh, reporting, QA, which is quality analysis. Right. Um, and so they're now separating each group. So before it was just 17 departments that just worked individually of each other. They're now starting to like do a conglomeration. So like every study that does routine, every group that does routine testing will be in under one supervisor. Every validation will be under one. And then the other stuff will all be under one. So we're getting now partnered with five other departments that we've never had interaction with. And so it's going to be super interesting in the next couple months. We're changing management and like all these things. And our department's had such an issue with having managers. Like uh, from what I've been told in the last three years, there has been four senior managers. See what I've learned is you'll be able to tell how well your company can do under pressure during management changes. Cause that's when shit hits the fan. Yeah. That's when shit really hits the fan. But the thing is our department's always <clears throat> been in that management change. I mean, I've had, I've had three. See, that's not a good thing. Well, and then it's not for, it's not for bad reasons. It's not like the management wasn't performing or was quitting. It, like they've moved, they, they get promoted into different departments. Well, that, but that's what I mean is it should, there should be a consistent flow of managers through a department. It shouldn't, well, I mean, that's also not a good thing, but it shouldn't be a consistent change. Cause that's when you are start, you can start to realize that the company's yeah. capacity is not as great as you think it is. But the thing like it is for like good reasons and the management that we have, she's been a manager for 14 years with over her departments and she really is just picking up our department in and her departments have had great success um the manager i had previous she was management over two other departments before ours and those departments have had great success before as well the issue being is when we got her we didn't have her long enough to have any actual change made and now we're going into new management where all these ideas that we had and you know starting to implement are now getting reset back to the beginning so it's going to take another year and a half to get these changes made that we need for, you know, you know, procedural updates. That sounds like the U.S. government. Oh, it's slow. <laughs> it's slow. The U.S. government's slower. That's true. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, um, Sean, great. Anyway, so <laughs> this week, uh, actually, as of uh, an hour ago, Pfizer approved emergency Distribution for the COVID vaccine. Uh, yep, I remember seeing that. Um, what else is happening? Oh, Facebook is being sued by everybody. Oh, uh, when is Facebook not being um, sued? Though? That's the question. True. So you guys gonna get the COVID vaccine? No. No point. <laughs> are you? Uh, yeah. So that are, that was. Are you, know, you was, are you uh pro vaccine? Am I pro vaccine? Yeah. Are you an anti-vaxer, Sean? No. There was actually think, one episode where he was pretty close to being like, yeah, I'm actually, no, I'm not getting vaccinated. I, 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 here's the thing. I clarify it in this way. I don't think vaccines are absolutely necessary, but I'm not going to go out there and say don't get them. So I don't, I'm not going to say vaccines cause autism. So <laughs> polio vaccines, everyone has to get them Causes as a child. Autism. So, so polio <laughs> vaccine is a vaccine you have to get as a child. Do you not believe that should be mandatory, even though we've completely eradicated polio? Well, the better question polio. is, if you have kids, do you believe... So, in that same context, there are schools that don't allow kids, like parents, to admit their kids into schools if, if they, they don't have, have, if they if they don't don't have, have yeah, vaccines. current vaccines. All right, let's get them vaccines. 
So are you saying so, I'm I, not going to give them a vaccine not until they need it? Here. Like so, polio. Like that's a perfect example. He's dying. Give him one right now. Hurry. It's, <laughs> it's too late at that point. But the thing is, like these are mandatory vaccines. So why it's, it's excess vaccines? It's excess vaccines. You just keep. I don't want to get the he, flu, so give it to me three more times, doctor. Oof. Here's the thing: is like there's vaccines that yes, they are proven to be like okay, fine, like let's get well, them because it's helpful for the community. That's for every society. vaccine. But there's a problem when it becomes like you need a vaccine for everything because you, you it's like your 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 immune system is not that bad. It it's not no, that it's but not. it's bad enough that in you know nineteen nineteen <laughs> sixty million people died from a plague. So he's like, that's a little bad. Maybe I, I what? Oh my god! The Spanish Wait. influenza of nineteen nineteen. Oh, for some reason, I was thinking the Black Plague. No, is it? <laughs> oh yeah, you a third of the world I've, population. I've population I've, control. <laughs> Well, no, I've I've talked about that previously. Like the reason that we still continuously get flu vaccines is because of the nineteen nineteen the Spanish flu. Like it's a remnant See, of. Here's the thing. I only got mandatory shots. I did not need additional shots. Oh, that's why he looks the way he does. But that's the thing. It's, it's, it's just the it's just the government choosing what's mandatory and not. What? Hold on. Well, Whoa! Whoa! whoa. I mean, he said. True. He said. I. He said. I've only gotten vaccines that were mandatory. Yeah. Like I don't get a yearly flu shot. Neither like, do I. Whatever. So my. So that. That's what really had me interesting. Interested in my own thought processes. You know, I've had every vaccine that's mandatory, but I never get the yearly flu shot. So why would I get a COVID vaccine? And my thought process was, I never get the flu. I never get sick. So why would I get a vaccine? Because one, that takes away from someone else who could, you know, use it. That could go to my grandparents, and I don't want to take it from them. Exactly. Two, I, if I did get COVID, you know, I'd be fine. I'm a healthy 20 But how do you – that's the thing. That's what I'm going to disagree with is because I was under that same, same thought process. I was like, fucking COVID, yeah, whatever. But – more and more people are dying that have no pre pre-existing conditions, and so that's starting to get me thinking a little bit. What age group? That's the first question. It doesn't make well, it a doesn't, difference. I mean, I mean, it doesn't matter. Die. People, well, that's the thing is they're they're saying like, I, I I can't remember the age group, but I'm like young. I believe it's around young adults though, are the least at risk for dying because of COVID. That's Correct. not that's. I mean, yeah, that. But the thing is, they still I, die. But yeah, I can't, the, I mean, the problem with this whole conversation is like, I want to, my laptop for the first time in like six months is in front of me, <laughs> but I can't pull up any like historical data because all of it's just so wonky. It's just all over the place. So here's, here's another thing too, is, is I've been hearing some, <clears throat> I don't know if to, whether to call them rumors or whatever, but like the COVID vaccine, it will, it, it, it could cause people to be asymptomatic, but still carry the COVID uh, disease. Well, that's no. It's what it? COVID what? It's the same virus. thing as a flu shot. You know what a flu shot is? A flu shot oh, is yeah, yeah. being injected with a dead virus. It's the same thing as COVID. The COVID vaccine. I don't know. All I know is is that's uh, so, uh, something I've been hearing recently. Is it it may cure you, but you can still carry it and pass it on. Yeah. So you may not get symptoms of it, which is yeah. fine, which is good. But if as long as you're you know wearing that's your mask, that's what it mask is social for. distancing. So there was actually a really interesting poll done, and I don't remember who did it, but they posted, you know, if there was a vaccine, would you take it? 40% of Americans said no, they won't get the vaccine. And what what do you think, why do you think that is? Like, why would 40% of Americans say no to vaccines? Even though, you know, we have tons of vaccines, we show that they, you know, they've worked. We have polio, we have 
you know, hepatitis vaccines. We have vaccines for chickenpox, you know, like herpes, like all these, all these vaccines. Is it just because it's a brand new vaccine? Is that what it is? Is it fear? Well, I, that's something I've thought about too, because it, it was quickly processed. Yeah. The thing is like every year of flu vaccines processed year, a yearly, right? They come True. up with a new flu vaccine but every like that, year. That's, that's kind of planned though. Like they know what's going to happen. Whereas like COVID. It's a, no, it's a shot in the dark of what they think project to happen there i mean okay, that's right. you you can look up statistics of like some years they've hit like two percent like they miss the mark by a gigantic amount other years yeah. they're 100 percent on the mark other years they're 50 percent, 40 35 whatever well, that, that's that's the difference though is because they they know that like there's a flu season so it'll happen with covid like, they're it, trying to plan but the like, covid it's it just happened all of a sudden and so they had like, it feels kind of rushed and I think well, that's, that's why, what... so not to interrupt you, but so in September, there were only like 35% of Americans that said they'd get the vaccine. Okay. If, when the conversation even started as of yesterday, there's 58% of Americans, which is more than half, which is more than the, who's the approval board? Uh, FDA. FDA. <laughs> I want to hear something really funny, though. FDA needs to approve, plus all the 17 votes that they got. I, I totally just remembered this, but uh, so I, I believe it was Pfizer yep. uh, was the one that announced this, but yep. the the day after Biden got elected was when Pfizer uh, announced, the, announced COVID the COVID vaccine. So you know what was really interesting was this girl. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything, though? He's just know. saying it's kind of sus, theory. man. It's kind of sus. No, so it was really interesting is this girl that I know who lives in rural New Mexico, you know, extremely pro-Trump county. I mean, the entire county was like 98% Trump. Um, she ran a poll on her Instagram. It was who would get a vaccine. 83% of the people that voted on her, you know, Instagram poll said no, they won't get one. And it's so funny how a vaccine and an entire virus has become political. Like, isn't that just Bad. absolutely baffling that not really I medicine think is now political? No, I think it's I think it's a marketing strategy. I think it's a perfect political ploy for people. I mean, it's it's perfect. You you can't come up with a better storm than that. You are gonna your election process is based off the fact that you're gonna fix COVID. The the same amount of people that don't want to get the vaccine are also other okay. There, there's a correlation. There's a correlation of, yes, there is a correlation of people that don't want to get the vaccine, but then there's also that same correlation on the other side that want to get the vaccine. They want this to end. So that's a perfect, it's perfect. When you look at but, it from a business standpoint, that's a perfect platform. But isn't that just so odd that like, in a, in a world where Trump maybe didn't win the election in 2016, Trump wasn't the president, getting the vaccine <clears> wouldn't have been, it, you wouldn't have, you know, 80% of counties saying, no, I won't get a vaccine. Like you won't, you wouldn't have people who are typically associated to a po certain political affiliation denying a vaccine because it's become political because the leader of their political party has denounced the COVID, you know, COVID, the entire situation around COVID. Well, I, I just, it's crazy that it's become political. I, I think the, the question that I have specifically for you is to you, what makes the vaccine like, so you're saying it was rushed, right? Which yeah. I'm not disagreeing with you there. I think it was, yeah. right? Yeah, but they knew but, about this back in, 
a year now. Like this broke but out in November. It had a birthday. COVID already had a birthday. It's been out for so it long. Hasn't really been that long. COVID two hasn't dropped yet. <laughs> COVID twenty. <laughs> COVID two point My question to you though is I guess that is true. COVID nineteen. Yeah. All right. Anyway. She's nineteen now. Um the <laughs> the question I have for you is like, so what would you constitute as not rushed? What's your time frame? I mean, I don't think there's a time frame to put to it. I just, I, I, it, it just seems like. Well, I get everyone's rushing as fast as they can to come out with the first vaccine. Well, why is that? That's what I'm getting at. Profit. But also, the quicker quicker you get it out, the quicker you can help people as well. So yeah, but but on the same token, uh, get but on the same token, guess whose name is going to be in the news for the next nine months? Pfizer. Mm Mm-hmm. That's true too. Yeah, exactly. Market share. Profit. The thing is, you're gonna have companies like Regeneron. You're gonna have uh, um, Gibraltar coming out with vaccines as well, and it's not gonna be just one company. It really will be a worldwide effort to get this vaccine out. But if you're gonna say, you know, COVID's been out, you know, COVID's been a thing for a year now. They've been researching it for a year. It was back in March was the first time we had pictures of the virus and could actually understand its protein structure. So you're saying in a whole year, we had enough time to develop a vaccine. You're saying that's rushed, but every year they come out with a well, new flight vaccine. Mm. Yearly, there's a flu vaccine, and that's not rushed. And that's where I find it oh. hard to say it's rushed. Okay. When a flu vaccine, every year it's updated, yes. I, I will say this to, to kind of combat that, though. If you're saying that we didn't have the first pictures of like a, a how a pro, like the protein of a COVID, uh, of a single, I, just the I, one I COVID, of, the single COVID, COVID. <laughs> a COVID one. <laughs> so, so if we if if it was March when we finally figured out when like the protein of the COVID virus, okay. how it is, um, technically we didn't have a full year, but we've been researching it for a year. It you you don't just go. Oh yeah, it's been five months. Let's take a picture of the virus. Yeah, it but there's it like, doesn't work there's like so that. much conspiracy that goes into that shit too. But what I wanted to say before we launch off to something else is so this graph was actually what I was looking for. So um, uh, this was published by uh, ABC or the Gallup polls.com, whatever. Anyway, so roughly Sounds like a valid website. It's whatever. <laughs> it's probably a leftist website. Roughly six in ten Americans would agree to be vaccinated against COVID nineteen. So in February twentieth to twenty sixth, so six, or January, July, God damn it, in July twentieth to twenty sixth, sixty six percent of Americans said they'd get vaccinated. Right, thirty four percent said they wouldn't. Okay, now the weirdest part is, so you jump ahead to September, it's a fifty fifty split. Now. You exit September and go into October, November. Now it's 58% will get vaccinated and 42% won't. It's, so the weirdest thing was the graph. It's a downhill trend. It's a downhill trend, but the weirdest part is is the split in September. Why did the split in September last? Not only for one day, it lasted for the entire month of September. Because you have a president who's you know openly denying the virus, who will, you know, refused to wear a mask. But that's that's been a, consi- a constant throughout the whole. Yeah, but as yeah. it got worse and like, you know, more government influence, like shutdowns became prevalent in the country. All right. The more that the right pushed away from it. Here's one more graph. 83% in July. So that's okay. That's that's weird. 
So, okay, so it's, it's breaking it up. So 66% of normal Americans, right, in July would get vaccinated. Normal. What I, what I mean by that is in this next graph, 83% of those normal Americans are Democratic. 46% of those normal Americans are Republican. Okay, so we go into September when Tristan was talking about. We went from 83% Republican down to 53% Republican in September. We are at 47% Democratic. And then in October to November, it jumps from 53% to 69%. Nice. And 49% of Republicans. So 69% Democrat, 49% Republican? Right. So 118% of Americans? Well, no, the I'm... total amount. <laughs> so, what, Sean, what's 69 plus 49? It's... So, no, no, no. So... There was a, an original percentage. Here, you interpret yes, this graph. Let me take a you look interpret look. that because apparently I'm not interpreting it right, but that's what the graph says. <laughs> Go up to the top, the, the one above that, because the one above that just specifies normalized Americans that don't have affiliation with a party. So just to keep the conversation rolling while I'm going over this. So in February, you know, America's like, hey, we need to be watching this virus, you know, from China. We really, you know, got to be watching it. So everyone's like, yeah, cool. I would totally get vaccinated for something. Well, by September, you've got the Trump train rolling who's like anti, you know, anti-COVID, anti-COVID. And so, of course, you're going to see that huge increase of, you know, anti-vaccination towards COVID. You're going to have anti-mask because in February, you didn't have a president speaking against it. And then by September, you had a president who's been speaking against it for months didn't he get it at one point yeah and he he got covid yeah and yeah then, but that's also but the like, thing is then he got over it and imagine, he's like oh i imagine, beat covid yeah. nothing can stop donald trump imagine how <laughs> yeah that's what i was telling i was telling a friend of mine the other day imagine how perfect that is as a what are you doing uh my arm was cold so i had to put on my shirt <laughs> i don't actually know how to respond to that so what was i saying oh ima- god damn it <laughs> Graph doesn't isn't very good. I I look. I just it's on it's on what's on the internet. It's oh, on I, got, I don't I got a question. They don't have a margin of error. Have you ever been cold enough that you just have to slide your? It's like careful where you're going with this, big guy. <laughs> you, you you pulled your arms into your shirt pulled and used your the your body to warm them up to warm your arms up. No, We're literally inside a studio it. right now. It's not even that cold. So okay, it's pretty cold. So here. Sean, so Pfizer, you know, as a drug company, they've been around for forever, right? Oh yeah. Uh, well, they make drug products. They make Advil. They make Celebrex. Like they own Advil. Like that is theirs. They own Celebrex, which is a great, you know, oh, yeah, pain relief, bad, anti-inflammatory. Really, really bad. Uh, they make Viagra. Like these, this company is doesn't exist very, anymore. I was going to say, like, what was it, one or two episodes ago? Viagra doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> so, but the thing is, like, this company's been around. They've made quality drug products for ye- ever. Why is it as soon as it's a vaccine that's quote-unquote rushed, we wouldn't do it? I mean, I'm not changing. I won't get it. I, but I'm not getting it because I feel like it's rushed or not a, you know, a, 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 an appropriate product, you know, an unsafe product for me to put in my body. I, I guess the second the second opinion I have on it is, like, well, Again, I think, all, I, all I can think about is the fact that like I don't get I, I don't get the yearly flu vac- uh, vaccine. I haven't got COVID yet. 
my let actions me, are not going to change. Let me like, let me ask you this question though. So you, okay, you don't get the yearly flu vaccine, great. Yeah. How many people are you around on a monthly basis? Different people, just ballpark it. How many how many how, different on, people on a, in a month? How many just random different people are you in close proximity to a month? Just ballpark uh, it. I mean, I, I'm just gonna say a hundred. There's no way. You go to the grocery store and you were just around a hundred people. Oh yeah, okay. No, I'm, I'm talking about like within reaching distance. Oh, when you go oh, to the grocery a, store and you're around those people. <laughs> that's the thing. Is that yeah? That's hard because like I go. To the no, what, I, what my point is is interaction. So you don't get the flu vaccine, but that correlates to how many people you're around consistently. Well, I'll be honest, Ryan. This year I haven't really been around that many people, so for Master me to go off like past experience, it's kind of hard to to say. I'm not. Well, I'm not saying past experience. I'm saying you you can easily sit here and argue that you're not going to get the flu vaccine. Great, but you're also not around enough people to get the flu. Well, let's, that's, let's let's interchange it's the not, flu with COVID then. But you can't same say, thing. You exactly. Can't, no, you can't draw a correlation between how many people see you. You know, you see or have interaction with, and get the flu. That's that's not fair because you could have tons of interactions, and if you don't get the flu, you don't get the flu. But if you see three people and you get the flu, you're like, well. There goes that statistic. Like, there's no correlation between how many people you interact with and how likely you are to get the flu. I mean, the more it's just slightly disagree there. Just there is that correlation, said, but yeah. if you don't have the flu, you don't have the flu, and you're not gonna. Because I saw a hundred people, I'm gonna get the flu. It doesn't, you know. Yeah, but my, my flu point, doesn't. My, just my point. My point is, you can you can talk about. I don't care. Smallpox. You're you're not around enough people to get any sort of disease. But the people you are around yeah. definitely have diseases. I have a slight mental problem, but that doesn't mean it's going to transfer to Sean. <laughs> what I'm saying I, is like, yeah, okay. So I'm not advocating for everyone that you can, you people can do what you want. I don't care. But for me, I have a lot of elderly people in my family and I'm around them a lot. So I'm going to get the vaccine. My dad gets it first because he's considered elderly, which he's not because he's crawling around under cars all the time and doing whatever shit he's doing but he gets it first so even my mom and i were like we'll see what happens to him yeah and yeah when exactly he turns into a snail and he's crawling around <laughs> i mean and... that's you know but at the same time i i'm not advocating for or against it i think i agree with you and that it was rushed and i've told my mom this a bajillion times i think it's a little bit crazy how fast it came out and for yeah, how, yeah. how little they knew about this virus in the beginning. And, oh, now all of a sudden they have a vaccine? Great. But why does it affect people all sorts of differently? That doesn't make any sense, but you somehow found a vaccine for it, so it just cures everybody all at once? Well, so it stops. It's not. It, so people react differently to the same thing all the time. You and I can mm-hmm. eat peanuts, but Sean swells up like a balloon. Like, you realize everyone's going to like have different reactions to and the same thing. And all listeners are going to think I have a peanut allergy. Uh, a penis allergy? <laughs> so, but the thing is, like, this is, they've been working on this for a year, and they're working around the clock for a year. And you're talking about some of the smartest people in the world who have developed plenty of other Yeah, but that doesn't past. answer my first question. How long do you think is enough time? I mean, I, I, I can't put a number to that. That's the thing. I I, I, I just don't like... I, I guess I'll it's say like, it's like, I it's don't like getting it married. Well. You just know when you know. You can't... I, I, I you disagree. Can't put a time the divorce on. rate is so high. You can't put a time frame on when the time is <laughs> right. 
Wow. Okay, so both of you aren't getting... I think it it wasn't handled well. It wasn't handled well. The whole entire COVID situation is just been a So because people weren't wearing masks, the vaccine does not work. We got a doctor. Listen, tell us how you'd fix it. (laughs) No, what I'm saying is I'm a proponent that masks work. Same. And I'm also a proponent that staying away from people works. Same. And I'm also a proponent of let's see what happens with the vaccine okay let's just see what happens i'll i'll sit here and watch people take it i i don't need it though so you're saying that you wouldn't get it even if your work mandated it there's a conversation about that going on too like i said i get mandated shots but if i don't so 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 even if you had questions about it and your work was like you have to get it otherwise you can't work for us you'd get it even if you had questions for it about it for it around it to be it as unhappy as i'd be i would do it see nope, he would see. be the perfect no nope, the perfect what? subject for anything else what i would <laughs> i honestly if i got the if my company made me get a mandatory vaccination i would like if they announced it like hey you know by the end of next month you have to have a flu vaccination i'd lie and say like three days later Oh, I tested positive for COVID. I have to take a two-week break. You know, I have to, you know, isolate for two weeks. But that's and then when I come back, they're gonna be like, "Oh, well, you have to get the the vaccination." Well, I've already have it, so I actually already have the antibodies towards it. So there's actually no reason for me to get it. And they're gonna be like, "But then how? You're right." I don't want to continue this conversation because I'm gonna go on something else. But how do you explain the fact that there are people that are getting COVID twice? That's just not true. Are you sure about that? I. They either didn't have COVID the first time or they didn't get COVID the second time. You cannot get the same virus. So you're saying there's no mutation. Yeah. Well, so if it's a mutation, it's not COVID-19. It would be something else. COVID-20. Oh, no. (laughs) You got to realize flus, different flus are just different mutations from 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 an ancestor. So it's not as soon as it mutates, it's no longer the same thing. No, but that's that's what I that's what I was saying to him earlier. Is wait, are you saying the flu is not the same thing every year? No, no, that's it's what not. I'm saying is the reason their percentages vary each year is because they're trying to anticipate what mutation mutations it's going to take. So on what they that do is year. they develop a flu. They say, okay, here's the flu this year, right? Yep, we nailed it. Okay, we're going to calculate the projection of what muta- the most likely mutations to occur. And so you gotta realize mutations are random, right? So yeah. let's say this let's say a vaccine attacks antibody or you know binding site A on the virus. Well, if mutations occur and never change binding site A, then they don't have to change the vaccine because the antibodies stop that binding site A from working. But if binding site A changes for any reason, the vaccine does not work and they have to try to guess what how that's going to change and then make a vaccine around it so a virus is different a flu virus for the most part is different like, every year i'm gonna be honest there's like 80 percent of me that wonders if he has any idea what you're talking about i mean i understand how okay uh, viruses work and stuff virus no look like same last time virus <laughs> new New vaccine. That's basically so, the... But the thing is, if you're going to sit here and say, oh, COVID-19 had a mutation and you got it twice, then it's not COVID-19. It's a different mutation of the same SARS virus. And it's now a different... It's a different... You know, you have genus but and species. But, but, you have a different species but, from the same genus of viruses. Are you saying that COVID can't change? 
No, it definitely probably has mutated. So then we've got a bigger problem here, apparently. But the problem, like, that's the thing, is the virus that people were getting last November is maybe not the same one. And that's... Now, I don't know how much research... This is a complete opinion. <laughs> the reason Uh-oh. people... Some people are getting asymptomatic of COVID and other people are getting deathly sick is because of two different strains. Now, what happens is these tests that, you know, test if you're positive or negative from COVID check the same thing, but they're, they check the same part to see if you have the COVID virus, but it's not checking what mutation of that virus you have. And you're saying that's where the deficit lies. I think that's where there's inconsistencies because one of my coworkers, they had a friend come over on a weekend. A couple days later, her husband's deathly sick. I mean deathly sick from COVID. Test positive, everything. She's not sick at all. Doesn't catch it at all. Um, so why wouldn't we harness her antibodies? Why wouldn't you harness what she... She never what caught do you ta- it. What do you think we're just going to like... No, she up. never caught it. She How? Never, How? Who knows? It, it's just because you're around someone who has a disease doesn't mean you're going to get it. You call the FDA and she gets thrown into a white van and then we figure it out that way. Yeah. So, but then you have... <laughs> I have just nonchalant. Yeah. Well, I have other friends that caught COVID and their whole family tested positive, but none of them were sick. But the whole family was not sick. But you look at these households where five people get COVID you know, and they're all death. They all die. They all die from this. Right. So it, in my opinion, it looks like there are two different strains of the virus going around. One that's asymptomatic and just spreads. And there's one that causes severe yeah, that's, illness. And that's, that's where my discrepancy lies is because to your point where they came out with the vaccine too fast, I agree with, and I agree with that only on the premise that there is so much. So The thing that's weird to me is we went from knowing nothing to all of a sudden everything, right? Yeah. That's, that's the way I look at it. That's how research works. But uh, that's, if you don't know something, you research it until you know about it. That's how, okay. But they're not, no one's the premise of research. Yeah. But (laughs) what would be the point if we're like, oh, yep, we know it. Nobody, (laughs) what I'm saying is nobody's explaining what you just explained to us. No one's explaining why that's happening. If, if we actually knew exactly why that was happening, then yeah, okay, create a vaccine. Do it. Inject everybody. I don't care. So here, actually, there's an article from Science Daily. I'm just saying you're going to get into a rabbit hole with this <laughs> COVID vaccine bullshit. No, for sure. So there was actually some research done from the University of Bologna. Um, oh, yeah, is, that's, that's credible. Yep, Bologna. Bologna, Italy. Yeah, see, Huge medical research. No, I'm, area I'm kidding. Of Italy. Actually, I know they're they're pretty credible. Um, so they're actually stating that there are you know six strains of this SARS COVID two virus. They're saying that there's six strains, and they're saying so, the original strain that broke out in China, they're hardly finding that now. So what's happened is, because look at China, they had all these all these positive tests. But no one was dying okay. from it. All right, so but look so, at now we have people yep. dying. Look mm-hmm. at Italy. I mean, Italy got destroyed by COVID. So let's take this into example then. So they're saying that you get the COVID vaccine, you need two vaccines at least three weeks apart, right? Yeah, I remember hearing about that. Okay, so we're all in agreement there. And there is a portion of the population that says, okay, so if I get the first one and I don't get the second one, Who's to say I didn't get the second one, right? They're they're saying, I'm just going to get one. It's not a big deal. To me, that says that is the makings of a super bug. So that's not... 
the the appropriate definition of a superbug. So the antibiotic resistant so, strains so viruses are, and antibiotics don't they don't go together. Antibiotics no, yeah. are for bacterial infections. Right, but you can create a super bacteria pretty easily. Yes, COVID's not a, a bacteria. I know it's not. I'm I'm using so, that yeah, as an example. Yes, superbugs <laughs> extremely common. What happens is let's say you so in this research right here they're saying that there's six strains um, and there's it's actually a really interesting article and we oh, really need don't, to guys, don't. Do you guys ever watch Jimmy Neutron growing up? Yes. Yes. Obviously. All I can think about is that episode with all the viruses. Viruses. No, they're <laughs> bacteriophages, which is a virus. Bacteriophages okay, are so only bacteria or viruses that infect ba- super, bacteria. <laughs> Superbugs are strains of bacteria, viruses, parasites, and fungi that, that are resistant, resistant to most to and anti- or all antibiotics. And or other medications commonly used to treat such infections or viruses. A few examples of superbugs include resistant bacteria that can cause pneumonia, urinary tract infections, and skin infections. Sean, you might have a superbug. <laughs> what are five superbugs? We're going to get into that. Uh, can't pronounce that one. Can't pronounce any of these. MRSA. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, MRSA. Can, I'll pronounce them for you. <laughs> Toss it over here. <laughs> Where am I looking? The first one. I got MRSA. You oh, just I turned just... my laptop off. I did. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> back up what's your here enter your passcode i'm not gonna say it on air because then people are like oh i know what his password is for everything because it's the same thing for okay me. so currently <laughs> i'm gonna read directly from this uh Great. research from university don't of bologna don't touch the power button this time first one what does that say jesus <laughs> <laughs> herbapenem resistant enter say oh, that's weird that's actually that's poor a- spanish <laughs> what Methicillin resistant uh, Staphylococcus aureus, oh, staph infection, which yeah. is MRSA. Um, ESBL producing um, Enterobacteria. Say, I think I subscribed to that on Comcast. Uh, Pseudonomus uh, Arijonas Arijonosa. <laughs> Sounds like he's speaking really bad Spanish. <laughs> uh, so in this article, it says currently there are six strains of coronavirus. The original one is the L strain. This appeared in Wuhan in December of, 19, of 2019. 1990? 1990. <laughs> December 2019. Its first mutation, the S strain, uh, appeared in the beginning of 2020, while in mid-January 2020, we had strains V and G. To date, strain G is the most widespread. It mutated into strains GR and GH at the end of February. See, but that's that's the thing that I don't understand. So so every every night I'm I'm listening to the news and they're saying, Oh, here's where the vaccine is, here's what we're doing. But I've never once heard, Oh, there's probably mutations. There's that And that's what I I why that's I'm not hearing any of that. That's one I thing mean, that that's... has absolutely baffled me in all of the news coverages of this is how no one talks about mutations. So um, in my lab, you know, we work a ton with bacteria, right? Like, that's what we do. We're a microbial lab. And so we plate bacteria. We take it from a, a mother colony and we plate it. And then it sits there, you know, and it multiplies and divides. And you can physically see when there's mutations because the bacteria we use is orange. And it, cl- it, it makes small circles probably quarter of an inch wide um, with a little peak right in the middle. Well, when they mutate, they'll either turn white They'll turn red. Like they'll change color, which isn't uncommon. Goddamn but, rave in that lab. <laughs> but the way, but like the way they their structures form, like they'll spread out. Like you can see mutations. And the thing with viruses is your body's sitting there and just reproducing this 
you know, a virus is a protein. It's a single protein mm-hmm. covered in a protein shell. So your your cell sits here and just keeps reproducing this one protein. Well, it's going to create errors. That happens all the time. Your your body does it all the time. Every time a cell creates an error in its own DNA, it recognizes it and repairs it. Well, it, viruses, your body doesn't recognize. And so it sits here and replicates and replicates. Well, it makes errors, but it doesn't know it made errors. And so it just keeps making all these errors and it makes replications of these errors. And that's how you get these mutations. And I mean, you're talking a year down the road. Yeah, I'm not surprised there's six strains. That's a very small number. But see, that's that's what just blows my mind is that I, I'm just I'm hearing everything, everything under the sun about COVID, but not about the fact that I don't feel like this first vaccine will cure it because that's what everyone assumes. That's that's what just irks the hell out of me is that okay, we're gonna get a vaccine, everything's gonna go back to normal. No. So the thing is simply though, no. You can have different strains and have one vaccine that takes care of all of those strains. Because the parts that mutated aren't the parts that the, the vaccine is attacking. So you can have you can have mutations, but the thing is a mutation isn't the entire thing. It's not a human to a dog mutation. It's a human with blue hair to a person with brown hair. Or sorry, blue eyes and brown brown. I was eyes. gonna say blue hair is usually those people <laughs> but, get rejected by their parents. So like a blonde like a it's the mutation from a blonde to a, a brunette. Like you're still a human, you still like you ah, still eugenics, the perfect race. Yes. All right, Hitler. Okay. Yeah, so <laughs> for my next episode. So that's the thing is you can have these mutations, but you know, you can have blue or a blue eyes and brown eyes and a vaccine still going to work on you because you're a human. That's the same thing with these vaccines. You're still a COVID virus and a vaccine will still work, but because of the different strains, you can have different symptoms. And that's why you have people that are asymptomatic and people that show crazy symptoms or symptoms of people who lose taste, but don't get, you know, other flu symptoms. Like it's totally possible that a flu vaccine takes care of all of those, but you can have people who are asymptomatic and have people that are getting deathly sick. Like I totally believe the reason that you have families that are asymptomatic and households that are, you know, die of COVID is because of two strains. Because in, let's say with five people, you all correct, you know, contract COVID. You're going to have five different reactions to that virus in theory because mm-hmm. everyone's body's different. Now in a household, your gene pool is very specific, but five random people off the street, if you give them strain A and none of them show symptoms and, you know, strain B and five, you know, you give it to five other people, they're going to all be sick of different ways. And one person may be asymptomatic to it, but from the looks of the way I perceived everything in the news is there's strains that are asymptomatic and strains that are extremely deathly. And I think that's why Italy had such bad death tolls that they did is because they had a nasty version of COVID. Yeah, but Italy also had an incredibly old population. But Which they do. At the same time, their percentage of elderly people that were contracting it, <clears throat> testing positive, and dying was higher than the world standard. So their elderly population was dying at a higher rate than our elderly population. Yeah, until it hit the U.S., and then it was like, all right, big bet. So, but the thing is, like, we have, they have 30 million people. We have 360 million people. So just give a hard number to a hard number is not fair, but percentage, our elderly aren't dying at the same rate that Italians were. Like, Italians definitely had gotten the worst strain of it. We got it 
kind of early because of our relationship with China. Yeah, but you know what quelled that? What quelled that was that they actually pay attention to what their government says. They do, but they still have those death tolls. No, I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying that we did a piss poor job of listening to authority. Oh, we did terrible. I even think authority didn't take it too seriously in the beginning. Which they shouldn't have, and I'm glad they didn't, but they... The issue is when the government started taking it seriously, the people didn't. Yeah, I can see that too. You know, the, why react to why react to the forest over there burning? We have our forest over here to watch. You know, it's that same mentality. Like we shouldn't panic about it because it's not ours to worry about. But you have to understand, it's a virus. Viruses spread, and our relationship with China is so interlinked. You know, with our you know commerce, yeah, it shouldn't you know, be our economy. That. Of course, we're gonna get it at the and they're close. Like Shout yes, they're, wish. <laughs> they're they're close. They're close in the fact that they're just one plane flight over. Like they're you know it's not like going to Saudi Arabia and you got to take three transfer flights. The thing that the thing that did bother me, like if you want to get onto that topic, is so obviously after the World Trade Centers went down, everyone was assuming that like Arabs they're terrorists, right? The thing that bothered me was for a long time there are. And it might still be happening. I don't know. I haven't seen it very much. But there are a lot of people that are just definitely afraid of Chinese people. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, you're living in the same country at this point, so you're contributing it to it to it as just, much as they are. Yeah, so it's like this but this racism bullshit. You have people you have a president who's saying, Oh, the Chinese virus, the Chinese oh, virus. Oh, I, I definitely And then people say see Asians are like, Oh, you came from China because you're Asian and I, you're in America. You weren't born here. You weren't a citizen. You haven't lived your entire life here and have no connections to China. I'm still going to beat you up. And it's just like... Look, I, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say this just because it's my opinion, but I think that uh, Trump did his due diligence, but I think that he was kind of a stain on our history. I I will go with it, it's just embarrassing to me. So you know what's really interesting? Everyone's like he caused racism and he caused. I'm not this. saying that. I'm not going. No, that I far. know you're not. I'm I'm not saying that either. But it's so funny that people are sitting here saying, "Oh, he made us more racist. He made us more hateful." But it's like, no, that's you. You did that. No, he brought he brought it to light. Like this this hatred and anger towards you know specific groups of people have always existed in America. He brought it to light, and for that, thank you, Mr. President. I really hope that. Now but that did, did he do that of, in a malicious way? I think he kind of did. He did, but because he brought it to light, now as <clears> people, <throat> we can work together to get through these cultural differences. But but that's that's what I've said from the very beginning. Is I think it is up to us, and we failed miserably at that. Yes, but we, he, now he, that it's on the table, the thing is, he brought it to the table. It was already in the bag. He, you came to the table with that bag full of that stuff. He just put it on the table, and yeah, now and it's here for us to work Yeah, and we used through. it terribly. I think we did a terrible job. We could have, I mean, all of the shit that he did as a president, right? He sure. did. And I think that as American citizens, we had the opportunity, basically, on a simplistic plane, to say yes or no. And we chose the latter. We didn't know what we wanted to do. We just went with whatever was going on, and there was no qualification to whether or not we were doing the right thing we were just going with what was best for us and i don't it was best for each individual person it wasn't what was best for the general population i i think though that um the issue with the bipartisan elections that we do oh well for god's sake yeah i mean it's 
people are voting on the lesser of two evils. They're not voting for who they want. They're voting for, I think this candidate will do less than, I, damage than the other candidate. I see. Lesser of two evils. I, again, That's exactly what I get it another is. One. So people, well, the majority vote voted for Hillary. But would you, would you agree? Would you agree that that shouldn't happen? No, I completely – that's why I didn't vote for either candidate. I wanted to vote because I felt like it's my duty to vote. I have a voice in who I want. I understand my vote. But you also shouldn't ever have to choose between the lesser of two evils. And that's why I didn't Absolutely vote for – That's not. why I didn't vote for either of those candidates because I said Perfectly I'm not going to vote for the – I'm not going to vote for the lesser of two evils. I'm going to vote who I personally see as the best fit of a candidate for who I'd like to see as a president. And that's why I still voted. I voted third party. I'm very happy with my decision. Good. I still voted. I voted for who I wanted. I didn't vote for Joe Biden's going to do less damage than Donald Trump. See, I, that's, that that's me such off. a I, bullshit, like a bullshit argument for, I just, I, I hate it. Up, and that's what like, all of my friends did. They're like, oh, well, this president, this person would, and they all voted differently. Like I didn't have, my group of friends didn't vote for a specific candidate. They voted, I mean, across the table, which is awesome. I'm glad they voted for who they saw fit it's but their right yeah a couple of them in my conversations with them was i'm voting for this person because i think they'll do less damage than the other person i i had that conversation like why would you why, want, why, why would you want any damage done why don't you vote for who you actually see fit well because i would rather have them than them it's like yes at the end of the day you live in utah it's a republican state and you know there's a there was a three hundred thousand vote gap between donald trump and joe biden Year one vote didn't matter. You might as well vote for who you actually wanted. And they were just like, no, I would rather be part of quote unquote change. But it's like, all you're changing is one evil for a different evil. Yeah. So I had a lot of qualms with this election. I had a lot of qualms with this presidency. I, I've also had tons of qualms with every presidency in the past because hindsight's <laughs> 2020. You know, I love Barack Obama as a person. You know, I liked him as a. He's a great a person, but pers- there are some things that he person. didn't he did very incorrectly. But but at, at the end, what? But not to inter. Well, I mean, I, I, I am interrupting you. Um, I think at the end of it, I mean, the main problem that I foresee is that there shouldn't be a diversification in who you vote for. I think who you vote for is who you vote for, and there shouldn't be any hate toward that because we're just all trying to perpetuate the goal of the country, which is to better itself. Yeah, but the issue is we have such a high attachment towards bipartisanship. No, I I agree, and I I just think that we're we're all the same group of people working toward the same goal. and Even if people have different ideas of how to get there. Which is... 100% 100% fine, but over the last decade, it's changed dramatically to where your idea is wrong, my idea is right, and vice versa, and the it one just thing turns into this nonsensical is, argument. I think it's easy to say that about recent future but or the recent past, but you look at the you know history 50 years ago, and that was still the same thing, right? We were going into the um, Korean Wars. Oh, yeah, I see where you're going with this. And you had yeah. people saying, no, we don't need to do this, and we had other people saying, yes. Like, There's always that divide. Oh, absolutely. And I think it's easy... Um, I forgot there's a, a a word for it in psychology, but it's like things are worse now than they they have ever been. And people have been saying that for 300 years. Like it's the world's worst place than it's ever been. But, we're closest to destroying the entire world. And we're going to say that for the next 50 years. But and see, they've been but, saying that for 50 years before. Yeah, but that's that's those situations are what should unite us as a people. That should bring us together and be like, man, your differences are kind of shitty and mine aren't the, the best. But let's just get the through this together. Is, in America, it's black and white. Like you're either right or wrong. That's that's, uh, yeah. It's either Republican or Democrat. 
But see, that's that's so twisted. Like you should but be able to look way, to your if government. You're, a Republican, for you're right, and I'm right, and you're wrong. But if I'm a, you know a left uh, Democrat, not liberal <laughs> Democrat, I'm right, and you're wrong. Like it, the thing is, it's black and white. It's you're wrong, I'm right, and it's the thing is, it's not like oh well, we both have. It's not the taking the step back and saying. Well, maybe we can come up with a new idea. The thing with America is it's not how do we come up with new ideas. It's how do we replace the other person that had a different idea. But that's why we're not progressing as no. fast as other countries are. Well, we, because we, we're the greatest, Biden, we really are the greatest country there is. Like, I have no problems in saying, we're, you know, America is like the greatest place to live. Like, I can go home. I can feel safe. I know I have work in the morning. Yeah, but with greatness comes flaws. And the thing is, you know, we need to figure out how to work through but it. But that's... That's, I guess, I agree with 100% of what I you're think saying. And I in our generation, not anytime soon, but in our generation, I think we're going to see serious change away from bipartisanship. Look at Germany. They have five parties, five political parties that are vying for power, and they all split that power 2020-2020. Like, they all, at any election, can take over and win an election. But in America, it's 50-50. But there you're splitting amongst five groups that have different ideas. And when you have five different people, five different groups coming in with five different ideas, you're actually going to see change. Because in America, you just, oh, we had a Democrat. Let's take away everything they did. Oh, we had a Republican. Let's take away everything they did. And all you're doing is unbuilding. All you're you're doing is unbuilding the government. It's the the first thing I heard was when Biden comes in, his first hundred days are going to be dedicated to undoing everything, everything Trump, Trump did. did. Yep. yep, reverse tax bills, reverse, uh, and, you know, uh, trade agreements, all this stuff, and it's just like that's what Trump did. He came in, he's like, "How do we get rid of Obamacare? How do we get rid of X Y Z?" And I think, you know, that's really the message of what we're all three of us are really portraying is, you know, our generation is the generation for change, and the Gen Zs and whoever comes after them. We want, you know, unification and solidarity. And I think that's what the country had at one point a long time ago for a short amount of time. And we lost that. And I think that our plea to the generations that come after us are just, if we can't do it, then you need to, because that's the the way it works. It's got to work that way. I mean, there's no other, there's no other way it can work. It's just this bipartisan bullshit arguments that go on, it's just got to stop. And I feel like we've talked about this five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 episodes, but it's all the same argument. I mean, well, our, our plea to our generation and the generation that supersedes us is fix that gap and come up with solutions that work for both ends because then that's how we progress and we once again become the best country in the world. Because yeah. I think that's where we're faltering. We, we, to your point, I think we are the greatest country, but we have our flaws. And I think if we can negotiate that bipartisan divide, we will become the greatest country forever and always if we can consistently maintain that. Yeah. Like, Sean, are you proud to be an American? Yes. Ryan, are you proud Absolutely. to be an American? Absolutely. I am definitely proud to be an American with all the flaws. I can accept them. And I really do think the country is moving in a great direction eventually i don't mm-hmm. think it's because of a new a president or but it'll XYZ. take it'll take our generations though yeah and you know, to make that work i'm really excited for that because i think what happens is you see so many people in europe who just see america as this like they see us as the black and white that 
we portray, but the thing is every individual doesn't have that. No individual has that black and white. Mm -mm. It's as soon as it's the group mentality of the black and white and it's breaking down those groups and rebuilding as an individual level because every person I've ever talked to, they're proud to be an American regardless of the state of the country, you know, and they really want to see progress in everything move forward regardless as an individual. As soon as they're in a group that goes out the window. And I think as the, the generations progress and new people come, I mean, it was, it was kind of a joke being back in high school when you had the adults saying, you guys are the next gen, like you guys are going to be the next world leaders. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. I'm failing uh, English, I'm, but okay. Yeah. Like I'm running into you know, adulthood and it's like, but no, like we really, when I really, yeah. When we all really get into it, it's easy to understand. Okay. Yeah. We're actually the, the people that can make change. Like we I'm actually moving up in my company. Like I will be in a position of power and with my power, I can make change and we have to understand that. It's the same thing together. with the country. It's the same thing with lobbyists, Republicans, Democrats, liberals, left, right, up, down, side to side. It doesn't matter because if we can all come to this consensus, we can progress. And if we can progress, then that's when great things happen. Just don't touch my guns. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that statement. <laughs> Was that the uh, Second Amendment? I'm proud that you got that. I also, don't something. don't touch my First Amendment. That's <laughs> I or like my, my fifth. Don't touch my fifth. No, I really like my First Amendment. Um, and if you you know start taking that one, that's what the Second Amendment's for. So yeah, but if you touch my fifth, you're gonna take my sixth. I'm actually have to Google what the Fifth Amendment is. Uh, I don't think pleading here. the Fifth Amendment's the right to remain right. silent or like. Oh uh, yeah, so right. I'm still on board. I don't touch my Fifth Amendment. <laughs> like it's the right to right to an attorney. That's an unfair prosecution. Yeah, it's the right to like a fair prosecution or f fair trial, not prosecution. No, the fair trial is the seventh. Is that seventh? Seventh. Mm -hmm. We all obviously are very proud to be Americans. I stop at one know. and two. <laughs> We're all very proud and to be And I know Americans, I have the fifth. But don't know very much about the amendments. <laughs> nah, they're an old document anyways. They need updating. One, two, and five. That's all you need to know. God bless the USA. <laughs> speak. You need to know when to speak, when to grab your gun, and when not to speak. <laughs> Again, God bless the USA. And thanks, everyone, for joining us on another episode of Drunk Boys Basements. Interested in finding where else you can catch us? Follow us on Facebook. Find something you want the Drunk Boys to research and talk about next time? Let us know. And if you like hanging out, share our Facebook page. Catch you all next Friday. And remember, please listen responsibly. Tristan walked out, but on behalf of him, bye!